You're listening to Flaunt, Find Your Sparkle and Create a Life You Love After Infidelity or Betrayal. Have you been betrayed by life, your body, or someone that you love? You're not alone. No matter what you've been through, Naked Self-Worth helps you regain confidence, joy, and enthusiasm so you can create a life you love and flourish. Tune in weekly and learn how. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Have you been struggling lately? Relationship issues impact every area of your life. When I found out about my husband's infidelity, I was so devastated. I could barely function. Sleeping was impossible because I couldn't shut off my brain. Eating was a challenge because I felt nauseous all the time. And for the first month or so, everything felt pointless. Whether you're having trouble sleeping, feeling hopeless, or just can't focus, BetterHelp is here to help you. BetterHelp offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help. You can talk to your therapist in a private online environment at your convenience. There's a broad range of expertise in BetterHelp's 20,000 plus therapist network that gives you access to help that might not be available in your area. Just fill out a questionnaire to help assess your specific needs, and then you'll be matched with a therapist in under 24 hours. Then you can schedule secure video and phone sessions. Plus, you can exchange unlimited messages, and everything you share is completely confidential. I know that confidentiality was important for me, especially early on when I couldn't even get my own mind wrapped around what was happening. And it was so comforting to be able to speak with someone candidly about everything I was going through to validate that what I was feeling and experiencing was completely normal. You can request a new therapist at no additional charge anytime. Join the 2 million plus people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced BetterHelp therapist. Special offer to flaunt, create a life you love after infidelity and betrayal listeners. You get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash flaunt. That's betterhelp.com slash flaunt. Flaunt, F-L-A-U-N-T. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this podcast. Hello, welcome to Flaunt. Find your sparkle and create a life you love after infidelity or betrayal. I'm Laura Cheadle, and my guest today is going to blow your mind in all of the good ways of blowing your mind. Her name is Wendy Kennedy, and she's an intuitive empath and channel. And in case you're thinking, "Mm, I don't exactly know what that means, that's okay. You are in the right place because we're going to talk about that. So as an intuitive empath and channel, she has used her gifts for more than two decades to work with beings in other realms and dimensions with the focus of assisting others in recognizing and releasing old patterns and helping them live more more whole and integrated lives. I love the wisdom that she shares because it is very clear and it's very compassionate. And I know not only from my own experience going through infidelity, but also as a coach, that sometimes it's really hard to find information that 
jars you into stepping up while at the same time is compassionate and can hold space for your emotions. So with that, welcome to the show, Wendy. I'm so excited to have you on. Oh, it's such a joy to be here. So thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. Let's start from the beginning. What does it actually mean to be an intuitive or an empath or a channel? Well, to me, channeling is bringing in energy and putting it into a recognizable form. So where's the source of the energy coming from? Is it coming from the universe, God, creator, whatever you want to call that source energy, or are you accessing information from your guides, those who crossed over? Are you accessing information from the Akashic realm, which is where all of the records of all that has been is and ever was is stored. So it's kind of like being a radio where you are tuning into a particular station and then that signal comes in and then it's broadcast. So we take that symbol, we put it into that recognizable form. For me, it's speaking and sometimes writing. For other people, it may be dancing, writing, singing, really any creative activity can be a form of channeling. It's just allowing that energy to flow. And to me, absolutely everyone has the ability to channel. It's just a matter whether you have the volume turned up to hear and receive those signals and to allow it to actually flow through. Oh, such a great explanation. Thank you for that. Um, My listeners are a little bit familiar with channeling because I channel a group of entities called the librarians, but I don't talk about it in the same way that you talk about it in the same way you provide guidance for yourself and others. Can you explain a little bit about how there's these different entities out there? You channel, you know, a different group of entities. I channel a different group of entities. You just said that everybody has the ability to channel. I'm thinking listeners might be thinking, this is just too much. I don't, who who belongs to who and how do you sort it out? <laughs> so we'll think about it this way. Uh, lots of people can play the piano. Some people aren't going to do that publicly. They're not going to do it for a living. So, you know, it's, it's, do we want to do it on the side for ourselves? So first off, it's, it's not some big, big, scary thing. Um, and then, you know, some of it is soul contracts. So who do we contract with before we incarnate that we want to connect in order to live the kind of life, have the kind of experiences that we want to have. We create this blueprint for ourselves. And just like building a house, uh, you know, we might remodel, we might move a wall, we might change things up a bit, but the base structure is, is there. The blueprint is there. And for me, I agreed to work with beings who are aligned with the Pleiadian star system. They're not physical beings. They're beings of light. And you know, they're here to help to share the understanding of how the universal mechanics work so that we can release some of the trauma, some of the fear programs that we're holding on to so we can increase our frequency. And what does that mean? It just means that we're not holding on to all of these illusions that keep us separate from source energy. Mm, So powerful. You said something about releasing trauma. And I'd like to go there because the listeners of the show have experienced some pretty significant trauma in the form of infidelity and betrayal. And it creates all kinds of energetic bad frequencies. 
how and why would you use channeling to help? How, what does that intersection look like? Well, the guides have spent a lot of time. I've actually uh, been working with the Pleiadian Collective for 26 years. And they've spent a lot of time over the years talking about the process of manifestation, how we create, which is done through the energy that we project from our field, and then what gets reflected back to us in our external reality. So every experience that we have teaches us something. It teaches us how in the moment we are suppressing our own divine light or how we are expressing it, how we're flowing with it in terms of our fears, the issues, trust issues that get triggered. They share teachings and how to let go of some of that, um, how to see the lesson in it, if you will, where it can empower us as opposed to leave us feeling like a victim. And, you know, part of that has to do with non-judgment. It has to, it has to do with letting go of our attachment to something being good, bad, right, or wrong and seeing that, okay, this is just simply a, a frequency that I explored. It doesn't necessarily define who I am because I am an infinite being of divine light. It's just that frequency. Now that I know it doesn't mean that I have to live there. It doesn't mean that I have to keep repeating it in my life, but if you are holding on to judgment and victimhood around it, you are going to keep repeating it because that's what you're in vibrational alignment with. That's how the process of manifest manifestation works. What you put out is then reflected back to you as your reality. Sometimes this happens from subconscious programs. Sometimes it is through the conscious direction of our energy. Most of the time, for most of us, it's happening subconsciously. The programs that we initialize when we come in, and the reason I say initialize is because we will choose families. We will choose genetic lines because those uh, those lines hold certain belief systems that as a soul, we find fascinating. We think, oh, I want to go work with that one. That one would be really fun to try to fig figure my way out of that to see if I could let go of judgment. And so we'll choose these and then we will reinitialize them. We'll create experiences for ourselves uh, when we first come in through our childhood and adulthood um, so that we can see the pattern so that we can see, okay, um, here's the pattern. Now I have a choice in this moment to stand in my power or to stand in fear. Mm -hmm. So the guides that we say, we can stay there for 30 seconds or 30 years. It's up to us. I love that. I love that because the, that is true. That is true. When things happen and releasing the judgment around things that happen can be difficult, not only from that internal standpoint, but because of the people around us. So I like that you brought in, maybe you're in a family to explore something, but it doesn't mean that you need to stay there. You can, but you don't have to. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And sometimes we just need to step back and look at the bigger picture. Like we get so focused in what we think things are supposed to be that we can't see how it maybe serves us by this relationship ending. Maybe it was not a vibrational match and we wouldn't have had the opportunity to grow in the same way if we'd stayed in that relationship. So in some ways it can be um, a blessing, if you will. But if we don't take a moment to kind of observe it objectively and, and really look at how we're feeling about it, what we're thinking about it, um, then we'll stay in that pain cycle. Sometimes there is a gap between just like what you were saying feeling it and being in that pain cycle. And then you start having this little thought in your head that 
maybe I needed to release this a while ago. Maybe this is a gift, but then you get sucked back into the emotion or the drama of it. How can channeling and some of the work that you do help bridge that gap, help move people more fully into the belief, the trusting, the frequency of, you know what, this is going to be okay and I can move on. So sometimes it's about giving yourself permission to feel um, because when you just sit and observe what's coming up, it's a, it's what allows us to actually process through it. Because most of the time when we feel stuff and it doesn't feel good, we want to stuff it down. Oh, I don't like this. I don't want to go there. No, we're shutting this down. And really it's about flowing through the experience. That's what keeps us moving, moving that energy and not feeling stuck and not staying in that loop with all of that pain. So one of the things that the guide share is a method for processing emotion, and that's just to sit with it. So uh, to notice where does this sit in my body? Um, what's happening in my body? Is my body hot? Is it cold? Am I numb? Is it tingling? Um, am I in pain anywhere? And then what emotion is it? Is it anger, frustration, annoyance? Because all those things feel subtly different. And then what's happening in the mind? Is the mind active? Is it quiet? If it's active, what's the quality of thought? Is it positive? Is it negative? And just be with it. Don't get lost in the story of, oh, you know, this happened 10 minutes ago, this argument, and you just keep replaying it and replaying it. That's actually trying to put energy in a now moment that you're not in any longer. That's gone, it's past, and it's wasted energy in a sense because it can't really do anything except for to keep you in a loop with that energy. And same thing about the future, fantasizing about um, having a conversation the way that you want it to play out, trying to control it. Um, you're trying to project energy to another place that you're not standing. You're not there yet. So all of your power lies right here and right now. And as you become present and you're just observing, you actually are standing in your power. You are allowing yourself to feel. And what the guides say is that as you work with that, the longest that you can really stick with it is probably going to be about 45 seconds before it starts to get really hard to hold on to. You'll notice that it'll just kind of dissipate. That energy just seems to fade a bit. Now you might come back to it. We might have to go through the process a number of times, but uh, it, it's not going to be something that um, you're going to drag through the entire day by allowing yourself to process through some of that energy, you're transmuting it and you're allowing more source light through your body. And you're more aligned with your true divine nature and not with the programs of lack, limitation and separation. I'm not enough. That person left me because I'm not good enough. I'm not deserving. I'm not smart enough. And then all the crazy things that we say to ourselves um, about, oh my God, why couldn't I see it? You know, what's wrong with me? And it's, it's really accepting exactly where you are because you can't be in programs of lack, limitation and separation and be present at the same time. Mm -hmm. It's either one or the other. So when you come back to that centered space, then you have a broader awareness of how things are, where the value is in having had that relationship, what lessons you've gained, the wisdom that you've learned about yourself. 
and a greater understanding of maybe where you want to go from here. You're not worried about things in the same way. The challenge is we don't stay there. We drop right back out. We go back to that mind program uh, because we're socially conditioned. You know, this is how we are working. And, um, and then hopefully you recognize that you're back in that program. Okay. And I'm having obsessive thoughts again. I need to come back to the moment and just observe. And that when you bring yourself back, then that heaviness lifts. And so hopefully every time you go up, you go, you go up and you stay there for a while, a little bit longer. And every time you drop out, hopefully not so far, you recognize it faster and you go up and up and up. Yeah. So, so well said listeners. I know you guys are familiar with AU, the golden center of flaunt, except unconditionally. And I love Wendy's description because that is the essence of the golden center of flaunt, the AU, the accept unconditionally. And thank you for giving everybody permission to be like, yeah, I'm out of it. Yeah. I'm into it. Yeah. I'm out. And to recognize that we don't just stay in this divine spiritual space, that we do move into lack. We do move into limitation. We do move into separation and that's okay too. We just well, that's, don't. Yeah. That's the human game. You know, that's, you know, the game here as we enter into this dimensional realm is to operate under the illusion of separation. So we can forget who we are, a divine being of light who can see multiple realities all at once. And come down here into the physical realm. It's very unique. It's very special. And, you know, down here, we're all like, okay, well, I'm not so sure about that. It doesn't always <laughs> feel like a great ride, but the guides always say, this is so unique because if you don't know what's coming, you have a completely different experience of the moment. It's like having a preview of a movie. If you know that, you know, there's a scene that's coming up, you don't experience it in the same way. You're prepared for it. And that's what makes this so unique because we can have these really amazing moments of surprise and excitement and um, we react differently because we, we don't see it coming necessarily. So it is important to be kind to yourself because there's this illusion that somehow, um, you know, we're supposed to, to see how everything works and we're supposed to stay in this beautiful, pristine space. And if it was really that easy, we'd be out of this game and onto something else. Right. And it really, truly wouldn't be that much fun. It really wouldn't be fun. You were talking about surprise. And even when it's a bad surprise, you know, infidelity pulls the rug out from under you and it doesn't feel good. And I don't want to say I can look back now and delight in it because that's not exactly what I'm saying. But what I am saying is there is beauty in the experience. Yeah. And there's certainly value in the experience because I think we also, oftentimes when we go through really hard and challenging situations, it allows us access to deeper levels of compassion. And that allows us to show up for other people in a different way. So it's incredibly beautiful to have an experience that allows you to access that at a deeper level. Yeah, that is the key right there, I think. The experience that will allow you greater access to your humanity. Yeah, to deeper levels of of love, really. Um, love for yourself, love for other people, even though they may be, quote unquote, flawed, their personality programs that they're projecting. Um, but they're just, they're there for us to see what we're holding in ourselves 
about ourselves because really everything is a reflection for the belief systems that you hold about yourself in the world. And everybody's there to, to help you because without those reflections, we wouldn't be able to see what was running subconsciously. Let's go there because that is such a powerful one. And that's what I was started the show saying, sometimes it's really important to have things reflected back so we can go, aha, I get it and move on. And at the same time, it can be so hard to be feeling like a victim and to objectively have been victimized and to see that reflection in terms of growth and not in terms of blame shifting. And that I'd like to explore that a little bit more because my betrayal experience has ended up being the most beneficial experience that I have gone through in this form, in this lifetime, and I am eternally grateful for it. And I see the part that I played and I see the reflection of my belief systems. And that's really hard to do. What words of wisdom do you or the P's, your guides, have around that balance and using that reflection to not blame yourself, but to allow yourself the growth that is there, the gold that could be mined through the experience? Well, the guides are saying that it's really important for you to recognize that it doesn't really define who you are. It doesn't change who you are because at the essence, you're a spark of divine source energy that is immutable and eternal. And so it's just a matter of which version of yourself are you going to align with the personality, which is not real. It's just beliefs that you've set up about yourself, stories that you tell yourself about who you think you are. Or are you going to align with the awareness of your true divine nature? So um, in terms of taking it as kind of a lesson in the moment, um, it's not beating yourself up for having had the experience and just seeing what you can take away. Because sometimes we have to get a lot farther down the path before we can really look back and see where we've gone. Um, we make lots of small little shifts along the way. And then sometimes when we do reflect back, we say, wow, God, I've I've come a long way, but you don't really realize it because you're just, you're moving through it, especially when you go through something that is very, very challenging. You just, you have to find your way every single day, uh, every single, sometimes every single hour, just making it through the day. Um, but once you get a little farther down the line, you can kind of look back and say, okay, I see that. So make a choice how you want to feel. Sometimes if you're in the midst of things um, and you can't, you're maybe not in a space to fully reflect on it all, make a choice of how you want to feel instead. Um, because we're conditioned to think that what happens outside of us determines how we're going to respond, how we're going to react, the emotions we're going to hold. But really it's the other way around. We determine the frequencies that we want to emit. And then we get that reflection, which reinforces what we were emitting. So, um, if you're feeling angry and um, rageful, give yourself permission to sit and just be with that energy, observe it. And then after you've given yourself time to do that, just to be with it, not to analyze it, not to figure it out, then choose how you want to feel instead. Maybe you want to feel peaceful. Maybe you want to feel empowered. Maybe you want to feel calm, um, centered. Imagine what it would feel like to be that. Because if you say, 
I'm calm. And, you know, five minutes later or five minutes earlier, you were raging and, and playing through a scenario. It might be a little hard for you to buy into that statement. But if you imagine what would it feel like to be calm, your brain doesn't know it. It's any different than I am calm. It will respond in the same way. It'll align you with the frequency. So that's something that you can do if you're not really in a space to kind of look back. Everything is too intense. Just start with deciding how you want to feel first. And then you'll start getting, as you're emitting more of this energy and you're sustaining it, you're going to start to see things in your life that will reflect that, that will reinforce that energy. So you'll have opportunities to encounter people and experiences that support that calm energy or that peaceful energy that you're seeking. I love that reframe of the question too. What would it be like to be calm? Because that puts you in a state of curiosity and wonderment. And if you haven't been there before either, then it it allows you to get there. What would it feel like to be loved? What would it feel like to be over this? What would it feel like to be healed? Whatever it is that you're saying, that's such a beautiful way of asking and then being open to that experience. Yeah, because you are... <laughs> you, you are allowing for new potential as opposed to staying in that loop with that thing that you don't like. Um, it's amazing when you just shift it ever so slightly, how you can change what you're creating. And this is one of the things that the guides have spent so much time talking about is just the subtleties in the process of manifestation. It's these fine little things that we can do in terms of, um, our perspective to shift our energy and shift what we're creating. Yeah. Yeah. I like how you talk about the frequency that we are emitting. And I'd like to drill down a little bit because listeners might be thinking, okay, I get that, but I don't really get that. How do I emit? Mm, I'm emitting. Oh, I'm emitting. So talk a little bit more about what does it really mean? How can people right here today after listening to this show, go out and consciously say, yeah, I am emitting this frequency. Well, every thought you have is a frequency. Um, every emotion, it is a frequency. And these are waveforms that emanate from us. So if you walk into a room and maybe two people were just having an argument, you feel that, you know, it's like, oh, there was something in the energy in this room that does not feel good. I think I'm just going to go the other way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, we know what this is. We, we do it every day. We read the room because of this energy that we emit. I mean, there are some people who, when they enter the room, they just light up a room because they're emitting all of this beautiful joy and exuberance. And we want to be around that person because it feels so good. It reminds us of where we truly can be. So all of us do this and, um, you know, those frequencies that come from the subconscious, they're consistent, but they're pretty weak waveforms because there's no energy going into them. Um, there's no conscious direction of energy going into them. When we sit down and we decide how we want to feel, it's a very strong frequency that emanates from us. So the guides often say that it's like, um, the thought form that you're holding is kind of the car that you get in to, to drive, but your emotions as you hold it and you say, all right, what would it feel like to be calm? I want to be calm. What would that be like? So there's the thought, there's where you want to go. It's the car, it's directing us to our destination. Um, but it's not until you feel it 
that you start to really push that out. That's like the gas that gets the car moving. So emotion is really important in the process of manifestation. So, um, you know, the stronger we feel that emotion and the more frequently we're coming back to thinking about it, feeling it, the faster it's going to manifest because our, our part in the process of manifestation is really to pulse out the frequency that we want to experience in our external world and be open to the frequency when it gets reflected back to us. The universe is responsible for creating the form because the universe can see the big picture and can put things together in ways that we can't possibly begin to imagine. And it's being open to that because maybe you want a relationship with this person over here. And in your mind, you think it's an amazing relationship. Oh my God, this would be so good. But if you actually got into it, you might find that it's not a vibrational match. You are not in the same place and it would not be good for you. And the universe can see this. And so it's it's not happening. Um, and the universe will bring somebody else in who is a better match to say, okay, you want to work on X, Y, and Z, and you want these qualities in a relationship. Well, here's the person for you. And so they'll help, the universe will help to orchestrate that. I, I love that. That makes so much sense. One thing that you have got um, with the work that you do is you've got a monthly membership. And what if, part of that monthly membership is you get these little downloads, these little codes, these galactic light codes, and a little message every month around a topic. And in my quest to keep my own vibration high, that is something that I have been a part of. I've been a part of Wendy's community. And what I have to say is having that guidance behind me has helped. I I feel like I'm a master manifester. I'm, I'm connected. I'm open. I've got it. And still, there are so many times where it's like, I just need that reminder, or I just need that push. And a couple of months ago in the community, um, the word trust popped up. And I thought, oh, this is going to be an interesting one. Let's, let's see if I am embodying trust. Let me see if I am pulsing out trust, because I feel like it, but I'm not quite sure. And I have to say, it was a really unique and interesting conversation with the peas, and it was exactly what I needed to hear. And I'd like to talk a little bit more about trust and what the guides say about trust. Trust, control, and manipulation all go hand in hand. So it's it's an interesting one, and all of us have trust issues at some level, and it's easier for us to trust in some areas of our life, more so than maybe others. Um, but at the end of the day, it's the same issue. And we can play it out in really subtle ways or really big ways. Um, trust is about trusting in the universal flow, the universal process in divine timing um, that you are in the right place at the right time to have exactly the right experience and that you aren't controlling things, meaning your control, if you will, um, is about how you respond to the world. You can't control anything that is outside of you. All of your power lies with, with consciously directing your energy and being conscious of how you respond to the things that are happening. A lot of times we will try to control things because we don't trust. We want things to work out the way we think they should. Just like I was talking about that example in that relationship. 
you might try to do everything to get it where you think it needs to be, but it's not the right one. So when you trust, you trust that if it's meant to be, it will be. And the most important thing for me to address and pay attention to is what is happening right here, right now in front of me, because the universe will bring you opportunities to heal. Um, So if what you've been asking for maybe is a relationship, that's a very high vibrational relationship and your vibration is not there yet. Maybe you have to work on trust issues. Well, what might show up for you is that you have some trust issues with a coworker or, um, you know, your boss, maybe your boss doesn't trust you to complete an assignment on your own, or, uh, it can play out both ways. It can be a suppression of energy or an overexpression of energy. Maybe you're using too much energy to try to get things to work out or others aren't trusting you enough, or you're not trusting your instincts. So there are lots of ways to get that reflection, but It's going to bring you what you need to work on and address so that you can elevate your frequency to be a vibrational match for what you're asking for. Yeah. So, so well said. And so I don't want to say so easy to do. All you have to do is like, I don't want to sugarcoat (laughs) it, (laughs) but it is easy to do once you become conscious and aware of what's really going on. Like you said, at the beginning of the show, staying in that present moment. And then deciding how you want to feel. It's its not difficult to do. It just takes some time and some practice. Yeah, the mechanics are simple. Um, emotions make it difficult because we are so attached to things. We are so, um, in many ways, we're afraid of our own power. What happens when I stand in my power? Am I going to have my relationships? Um, are, my, are my family and friends, are they going to accept me? Um, if I grow too much, if I'm too bright, are they going to be jealous? Like there can be a lot of programs that get activated around that. Um, but the more you have a practice set up for yourself and a practice can be as simple as you checking in periodically throughout the day. It's not about going and sitting and meditating for an hour. Um, that has its own purpose. Uh, but really what we're talking about here is you becoming more aware, more frequently throughout the day of where you're vibrating, what's going on with you. Are you in a frequency that you want to be in? Are you in say a calm, peaceful state, or are you raging about something? Are you annoyed? And if you're not in that state, then you have the opportunity to shift your energy to where you want it to be and just keep checking in throughout the day. The guides often recommend setting an alarm so that you will check in, you know, do I need a tool from my toolbox? Maybe that's music that transforms you. Maybe it's something like a galactic light code, a symbol that helps you um, to work with frequency, to shift your energetic field. Or maybe it's just you imagining that frequency, something really simple. You know, if you're at work, maybe you can't, maybe you just take a couple deep breaths and imagine that uh, for 20 seconds, 30 seconds, which is way better than waiting till you get to the end of your day when, when you've just drained and depleted and it's really hard to come up then. So try to maintain your frequency as you go through the day. It's, it's much, much easier. Yeah, absolutely. One of my practices is I I get ready every morning. Imagine I brush my teeth. I take a shower. I get ready for the day every day. And one of my habits is listening to one of the galactic light codes in the morning because I don't have to stop. 
I can be getting ready and I can be listening and I just allow the frequency to fill me. And sometimes I consciously choose like, oh, abundance, that sounds good or whatever it is. And other times I will put the intention, let me hear what I need to hear today. And without fail, it's always the right one. And sometimes I'll listen to things once. Sometimes I'll listen to them multiple times. Sometimes I'm really engaged. Sometimes it's just washing over me. But the point of that is it sets the tone for the day. Not only does it set the tone for that frequency, for whatever that is, but it sets the tone that I am willing. I am a willing participant in creating my own frequency. I am a willing participant in stepping into my power. I am a willing participant in manifesting whatever it is that I want to manifest. And I would love to have you explain a little bit more about what a galactic light code is, because I think everybody listening to the show is like, well, okay, I'm willing to do that. But what does that mean? And how does it start? And what the heck is a galactic light code? (laughs) (laughs) So um, first off, I think it's amazing that you do that every day. So uh, kudos to you. you. Um, The galactic light codes are symbols that represent the language of light. The language of light is sources language. So there are different dialects of it. Um, you might've heard someone speaking the language of light and you'll hear somebody else speak it and it sounds completely different. It would be like somebody speaking English here in the US as opposed to Australia or England or Ireland. We understand it. It just, the dialect is different. And so that's that's what happens with the language of light. Now it is comprised of light, photonic energy, sound, sacred geometry, and then cosmic information. So um, there are different um, carrier waves that are encoded there. So there's all this information that you're getting when you're experiencing it. And the galactic light codes are the physical representation of that. They're kind of like um, kanji, or it's more of a concept for a symbol. Sometimes it's several symbols kind of put together. Uh, And then even within that, depending on the group that I'm working with, because I tend to work with galactic beings, some of them are physical, some of them are fifth dimensional, some of them are not, Um, they are in the higher dimensional ranges, they don't have physical bodies, and they represent those systems. So encoded in it are all the lessons and the information of those beings who have walked a path that's been similar to our own. And it helps us to find kind of a how-to. Like if you take an example of baking a cake, if you don't know how to bake a cake and you just start putting stuff in a bowl and trying to make it, it's going to be a hot mess. But if you have a recipe, then, you know, your chances of succeeding are much higher. So it's kind of the same thing as these beings come through and and they share and lend their energy. Now, um, the... Galactic light codes help us define frequency. So it speaks directly to you, the divine being of light, having this physical experience. It bypasses the language centers of the brain so the ego can't get involved. It can't try to pick it apart or judge it or get lost in a story. But it's like someone asking you to sing the note of C. If you don't have perfect pitch, which most of us don't, it's very, very difficult. But if somebody plays the piano, they they play the note of C on the piano, it's much easier to sing it. You say, oh, that note, okay, I've got it, not a problem. So when you're exposed to the galactic light codes and the language of light, 
it makes it much easier for you to find the frequency and hold it within your own field. So for instance, when we work with the galactic light code for trust, it makes us much, um, well, it, it aids us in being able to open up to that frequency of trust again. We'll find the frequency. It strikes that chord and we say, oh, this frequency. Okay, I remember it because we have ex at some point experienced all of those frequencies. We might have been very small, pre-verbal, but we've had those experiences where there was no doubt and we were able to fully trust in that moment. It's just being reminded of it. Say, oh, this frequency. Oh my gosh, this is, this is familiar. Okay. Been a long time, but I know this. And so we can make that adjustment when we've got a reference point. It's much, much easier. Yeah. I like that. I want to circle back. Thank you for that. And I wanted to circle back when you said, when you gave me a compliment and said, thank that's amazing that you do that every day, because the words that went through my head were, of course, we should all take care of our frequencies every day. It's so basic. I do it as I brush my teeth because it is that daily thing. And that's just what I kind of wanted to put out there for the listeners who may be thinking, I don't really know that makes sense, but I don't really know what that means. It is something to do every day throughout the day. And like you said, I love how you said it, it's striking that chord, it's hitting that note on the piano, and it's just that reminding of how I want to feel and how I want to be. Yeah, you know, these are simple things, but most people won't do them. Right. Most people will abdicate their power as opposed to deciding how they want to feel. And I think once you start doing this and you recognize the shifts that can happen by doing this, mm -hmm. you want to do it. You yes. want to decide how, how you want to feel. You decide the frequency of the things that you want to experience in your life. Um, it is like, why did I wait so long? Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. That's and a little story that I want to share with listeners. Um, like I said, I do this every day and today I was scatterbrained and I couldn't ground. And then, um, I kept thinking I need to meditate and I tried to meditate and I'm like, I can't do that today either. I tried listening. It didn't totally work. I tried meditating. It didn't totally work. I felt like, oh, I need to jump around. I jumped around for a little bit and that worked. This wasn't like I've spent my whole day in futile efforts. It was a couple of minutes here, a couple of minutes there. And then I finally found the tool that did work for me. So if you're thinking, oh, I tried that once and it didn't work, I just want to encourage you to try something else. Go back. And then one of the things that Wendy says at the end of her broadcast, her channels is you can reach out to us on your own. You don't need Wendy to connect. And I know listeners maybe have not listened to you, but could you describe a little bit about how you channel, how you bring that in, how you bring the galactic light code, and then how we can all do it ourselves as well, even when you're not there. So the first thing is to ground, you know, you're talking about grounding. Couldn't do um, it today. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, and I love that you said you, you try something else because yeah, on some days this tool will work on some days. Yeah, it's not going to work. I need something else. And the guides will say, make a, make a list for yourself of tools that you have in your toolbox, everything that you've kind of been amassing, whether it's a piece of music that shifts you, whether it's a code, whether it's an activation, whether it's. Uh, you know, a special podcast that when you listen to it, 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 it helps you, you know, if there's an episode that uh, Laura's created that you love, that helps you move back to that space. Um, 
it's having all these tools and meditation. Um, uh, maybe there's an image that when you look at it, it just brings calm and peace to you. So put all these things in a toolbox and then you can check in because the times that we need things are the times that we forget that we have them. Um, and that's why reminders are so great because, you know, if you're spinning out, you're not going to remember unless you have some reminder pop up that you probably need to check in. It's not till we get way farther down the line and we're, we're getting a little bored of the frequency that we say, Oh, maybe I need to, I need to shift this. This is, this is not working. Um, so grounding is one of those things. Get yourself outside if you can. Sometimes it's, it's not a good time of year. So just imagine connecting to the earth and then put yourself in your heart center. Think of something that makes you smile because when you do that, you put yourself in the present moment. When you're in the present moment, you're allowing all that full force of source energy to come through you. And you have to be in the space in order to connect with your guides, connect to higher wisdom, connect to a multidimensional perspective. So this is the space. And, and when I connect with the guides, it's the first thing I do. I go to that heart centered space. And then, um, I generally will ask a specific question and the guides have kind of taught me to do that because if I just show up and say, well, what do I need to know? Well, there's a lot that I need to know. Um, and so the guides will kind of have to look through that and decide, and then they'll give me a piece of information. And it may be something at the subconscious level. I am aware of that. Oh, I really want to know about this. Maybe it hasn't made it to my consciousness yet. And they'll give me a piece of information, but I'm like, mm, that's not what I want. It's kind of like um, saying you're hungry and you go and you have some ice cream and you're like, yeah, that wasn't it. And then you have a piece of chocolate. And, no, that's not it. And then you have something salty. And you're like, no, that wasn't. <laughs> so that's not it. So you have to kind of check in with yourself first. Um, and when you ask for specific information, that's when you get it. A lot of times, especially when we're talking about high concepts, bigger picture things, if you don't ask, the guides often cannot give it to you because otherwise you're not ready. Mm -hmm. So um, that is a big piece in, in asking for more information and guidance from your own guides. And then uh, as you receive information, for most of us, it's going to feel like your imagination when you first start. But what will happen over time as you start to get confirmation in that, oh, you know, I asked my guides about this and I had this intuitive hit and I followed that and it panned out. We'll start to recognize that there is a subtle frequency that goes along with it that's different than just your imagination. But it takes a while to spend some time in that energy before you really can start to recognize it. Um, we tend to dismiss it very easily. Um, but it's important that you start paying attention to it because when you do experience it, you are going to be more likely to follow through on it and it will take you where you want to go. So in terms of working with the guides, with the Pleiadian Collective, it's just a matter of grounding, heart centering, and you can call on them, ask for assistance from them or from your guides, and then ask for confirmation until you get it or you no longer want it. Say, I think this is what, you know, the guides are trying to tell me. And sometimes we'll get those hits of confirmation. Maybe it's a repeated number or symbols. Maybe it's standing in line and overhearing a couple of people talking about the same topic behind you or a book or a TV program is giving you the information that you want. And if you wonder, you know, is this my confirmation? 
then the guides always say, take it as such because the thought wouldn't cross your mind otherwise. Yes. Thank you for bringing in that confirmation piece, because that is so important. And especially when we're having troubles grounding because we've been through trauma, because we don't know what's going on. It is hard to know. Is that my total imagination or is this real? So thank you for bringing up that confirmation piece. Yeah. And when you really sit with it, uh, you have an awareness. We all know when it's something that yeah, I really like this to be true, but I'm not, you know, when we really feel into it, we can feel our ego in the answer. Sometimes, yes, what we want and answer, they are the same, but there's a purity about it. And when we sit with it, we can feel it. It is different than, um, than when it's just the ego trying to give us an answer. But again, if you're in that heart-centered space, it's really clear. We know it in the moment, but then we'll go back to the head and we'll start to pull it apart and analyze it. But in that moment, when you receive that information, it was very clear. So it's that, that subtle difference in the energy that you have to start paying attention to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like that you frame it also in terms of energy, because it is true. You just know when you know, and sometimes you can't explain why, and you're not supposed to explain why. Yeah. You know, our, we're picking up so much data and information from our environment and, you know, it takes a while for our brain to catch up. I think it's like mm-hmm. seven seconds or something that the body knows it's seven seconds before the brain does. So, you know, we are aware of these subtle frequencies and energies. Um, But the more you play with it, the more you refine your sensors, as it were, um, or as it was, uh, it it just helps you uh, in order to create whatever it is that you want and to kind of make course corrections as you go and to get confirmation. Is this the direction? Is that the direction which feels better to me? You just have to take the time to check in. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Something else that I want to bring in. Um, again, I'm just like leaning so heavily. Check out Wendy, check out her community. <laughs> but I think for anybody listening to the show, it will be a valuable resource. And here's another little story around that. The world that we live in right now and in the most recent past has really put a lot of value on thoughts and thinking. And if you can be rational and linear, you are valued and it is right. And I know as a former corporate attorney, I fell into that a lot. I couldn't trust my heart. I couldn't trust my intuition. I had to back it up with cases. I had to back it up with statutes. I had to rationally argue it. And that's where the value was. And shifting out of my head into my heart and finding other people who were connecting with guides, galactic beings, whatever, and were listening to that and tuning in on that frequency was something that changed my life and put me on the right path and brought a lot more calm, confidence, joy, and connection. And I'm not telling you as a listener that you have to completely dismiss that whole left side or, you know, uh, left brain logical piece of you. But what I am asking is for you to be willing to check into this. If you've never heard of channeling before, check it out and just see how it feels. Like Wendy said, drop into your heart and see how does that feel? What is the confirmation? What is it leading you in to? And how is it working in your life? Because then 
you start meeting other people in this sphere, in this community as well. And then you can ask for help. I know I've reached out in Wendy's community. uh, I reached out once where I said, I can't get myself in this space. Can anybody else help me get in this space? And people had words of wisdom. And then you start building this connection in this whole new frequency, and it starts elevating you and your game and your experience here on earth. So if you are willing, and I hope you are, please reach out to Wendy. Please listen to some of her work. And with that, Wendy, where can people learn more about you and find out about Galactic Light Codes and all of this wonderful stuff? Sure. Um, You can find us over at higherfrequencies.net. And, um, you know, in terms of galactic light codes, we do have some free stuff over there. We have our monthly membership. And then um, once a month, the guides do a channeled event. It's a group session. If you want to kind of dip your toe in the water and taste, get a little taste of that. Uh, We have those going on. And we just did a free event last weekend. So if you want to check that out, it's called Frequency Wars. Uh, It's a two-hour event with a couple of galactic light codes and language of light activations. That's available for people. And you'll find that over on on our website as well. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for spreading your love and your light and your wisdom with everybody in my audience. I know we great, great fully and graciously appreciate that. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me and for all that you do. You're welcome. Listeners, please, like I said, just be willing, just check it out and see how it feels in your body and your heart and just see how it feels. And as usual, have an amazing week and always remember to flaunt exactly who you are because who you are is always more than enough. One of the hardest things about finding out that your partner has had an affair is the shame and embarrassment talking about it because it makes you feel like you did something wrong, that somehow you weren't good enough and that you didn't keep them happy. And there's such a misperception in the world around what affairs are like and what it means when somebody has had an affair. That's why I have created a monthly support group for women who have been betrayed by their partner. It's for women who are really ready to move through the grief and the pain in a healthful way so they can claim what's possible for them on the other side of infidelity and betrayal as quickly and as healthfully as possible. And part of that is having community, having community with people who are positive. There are so many online support groups where everybody's just really negative and grouchy and they just vent their own pain and they vomit their pain all over you. And this group is nothing like this. This group is honest. Yes, we're honest. But it's also about support and community and holding each other and building each other up. If this sounds like something that you would be interested in, go to www.flourishafterinfidelity and sign up. When you sign up, you'll immediately get the Zoom link to our next meeting, and then you will be in the loop and you will know when each monthly meeting is about to occur. I really look forward to having you there, to building this community of strong women together. Once again, it's www.flourishafterinfidelity.com. And we'll see you at our next meeting. Tune in next time to Flaunt. Find your sparkle and create a life you love. 
after infidelity or betrayal with radio host and live choreographer Laura Cheadle every Wednesday at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on syndicated Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. Develop naked self-worth and reclaim your confidence, enthusiasm, and joy so you can create a life you love and embrace who you are today. Download your free Sparkle Through Betrayal Recovery Guide at NakedSelfWorth.com. 